You may be in luck today. I lost my notes. So this probably get done pretty quick. <laughs> it's probably in one of the, between, somewhere in my Bible, but I can't find it. It's all right, though. I've lost them before, and the Lord leads. Ezekiel chapter 18.4, as you turn to Matthew chapter 16, I'm going to read 18.4. The Bible says, Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. We know that all souls have sinned, for all have sinned. You find Matthew 16, if you would stand with me. We're going to read in verse 26. 26. Matthew 16, verse 26. The Bible says, For what, for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? God here, I believe, is questioning our definition of what profit is. What is your definition of profit? Let's pray. Lord, help us. Lord, we all need help. And uh, you're the one who gives it. Isaiah, Lord, 9-6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Lord, all the way back in Isaiah's day, you told us a child will be born that shall be called Almighty God. And he's also our counselor. And Lord, what we run to to get counsel and advice instead of looking in front of us, Lord, in your word, when you are the true counselor, you are the, our helper, you are our shield. In ages past, our comfort, the restorer of our souls. Lord, and we look to you this morning. Lord, as husbands, as fathers, as men. Lord, as women, mothers, daughters, wives. Lord, as your people, we need help. Pray you give it, Lord. Meet the needs of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Only God, you may be seated, only God can spread a feast in front of everyone here with different needs and different tastes, yet we all come out full and filled. Amen. Only God can do that. It's beautiful. The Bible says, all souls are mine. Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. And the soul that sinneth, it shall die. And one thing we are afraid, all afraid of is death. It's an enemy of all of us that we all have to face. And the Bible says that when God created Adam, just a lump of flesh there, and... Uh, God made Adam, God formed man out of the dust of the ground and 
God created man after his own image. The Bible says our image. Let us make man in our image. Amen? Who's the hour? God always speaks in, uh, uh, in terms of our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of God. Amen? As the Holy Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters in the beginning. Let us make man in our image. And God created Adam, but he was lifeless still. God knelt down. And God literally took his mouth and put it over Adam's nostrils and breathed, <laughs> breathed in Adam's nostrils the breath of life. And the Bible says man became a living soul. And one thing that's undeniable, I spoke with a man yesterday, he said, I don't believe in God, I believe we're just animals. And I said, have you ever looked in the mirror deeply? You know you have something there longing inside. Something that's not separate from what you see, and what you can feel, and what you can touch. It's called your soul. And it cries out for its creator. It cries out for who it belongs to. Just as a child that's never met their real father or real mother. Somebody else could have raised them their whole life. But yet they still crave to know who their true father is. He could have been a terrible father. Abandoned, abandoned his own child at a, at a baby. Drunkard or on drugs and, 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 and knowingly just willingly give up their, their own child, abandon them. But yet that son or daughter, when they get older, they crave to know and meet their true parent. It's built in us. And your soul desires and longs to meet and to know and to feel and to touch your creator, to touch God, to meet God. So much that you, I talked with this guy yesterday. I, I said, well, what, what do you do when you get empty? When you have the empty feeling inside of you? He said, oh, when I go out and I, I'll just try to help people. Well, that soul is crying out for God. And the Bible says to start craving the way of righteousness. And when you go in the way of righteousness, the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll meet Him there. You'll find Him. Not that the way of righteousness leads to heaven, but Christ tries to get our attention in that way as our heart starts turning towards God. And Christ meets us and calls us. The Bible says, knocks at the door of our heart repeatedly, saying, open up, open up, let me in. Let me in that we may have some fellowship together. God says, all souls are mine. The Bible says there was a man who gave his life for working and riches. And he had no other choice but to tear down everything he had in order to build greater. That was his goal. And God whispered down and said, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. The moment the soul leaves the body, you can have the, the healthiest person on life support. But they're lifeless. You can have the healthiest person without a soul in the hospital. And the doctors do not know why there's no life in them. Because there's no soul. That soul belongs to God. And one day God requires that soul 
from people. The Bible says the soul that sinneth, it shall die. God didn't create sin. Oh, no, sin came from the devil. And he's true. The man yesterday, he said, well, my wife is a Satanist. But not the kind that does like sacrifices and all. I said, well, well, she'll get there. The devil is a deceiver. And the, the more you get to know him, the more he'll require of you. And he'll deceive you and lead you down the trail. And I've met many, 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 many people, including this man up here that's been deceived by the devil. And he's a great deceiver. And if the whole thing about being deceived is that you're deceived. And you cannot uh, trace it. You cannot uh, see it when you're deceived until God wakes you up out of your deception. The devil deceives. He's a deceiver. That's just what he does. And he's good at it. The Lord questions in Matthew 16, verse 26, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What we give up. What we give up. For God. What do we give up as people? When our soul's crying out, when our soul is thirsty, when our soul is hungry. You know, you can ignore your flesh, but for so long. You ever get real hungry? I get hungry. I, I don't know how hungry I get until I start thinking about food or you see a billboard or something with like, fried chicken or pizza or, or whatever. And then I start getting more hungry, right? Because your eyes, the Bible says your eyes affect your heart. It's, a, it's our lust. We could, I could be 800 pounds and, and, and just ate and think I'm hungry because I've seen something I want. That's just how our flesh is. We want, we want, we want, and we're never filled. You ever eat so much and you'll say, I'm never going to eat again. And the next day, you're eating again. That's just how it is, right? But you know, you can fill your flesh. You can, you can starve your flesh, but for so long. You'll eat. You, you, can, uh, you can say to yourself, you know what? I'm never going to sleep again. I'm tired of sleeping. I'm never going to sleep. I'm done with it. It's a waste of time. You know we sleep a third of our life or more. means if you lived 90 years on this earth, you slept 30 plus years of it away. Sleeping. What is life? You've probably worked the other 40% of it. What do you have left? Probably squandered that time. Fantasizing, daydreaming. We don't have a lot of time on this earth if you break it down. Oh, what's profit? What does the word profit mean? Profit is what's left in your hands after all the bills are paid. What is actually in your hands? And what is profit to us? What do you have in the end that you actually have in, in your hands? What is it profited? For what is it a man profited? If you shall gain the whole world 
and lose his own soul. Profit is what you have that you can say is yours in the end. And nobody could take from you. It's what's left over. There's no debt collector that can come and say, no, you forgot me. There's no material supply place that said, hey, you forgot to buy the lumber for the build that you did. You forgot to pay this. It's after everything is said and done, whatever is left over, taxes, insurance, workman's comp, umbrella policy, auto policy, truck insurance, business insurance, social security, Philadelphia business tax. I'm naming all my bills. <laughs> I get a stack of bills like this, and I'm happy when there's something left over. What's a man profited? The Bible says all souls are mine. God says all souls are mine. Oh, man. You mean my soul don't belong to me? Well, I'm going to get something that does belong to me, that can belong to me, that will belong to me. I'm going to get this world. You know this world already belongs to somebody. Everything is in God's hand, but God gave this world over to the devil. He's the prince and power of the air. How can you explain the tides? You know, and everybody wears the same fashion all at one time. How do you explain that? When everyone listens to the same kind of music all at one time, how do you explain that? You can see it as like the ocean tides and currents of all the same type of people just following it, following it as one spirit. That spirit's called the devil. He's real. He's real. They don't deny him. The world worships him. Hollywood worships him. The movie industries, the music industries, they worship him. You don't have to go too far to see. He's not just some spiritual myth. He's, a, he's real. He's a person. Spiritual being that fell from God and tempted Eve and Adam and sin entered the world by man, by Adam and, and death by sin. So death passed upon every man for that all have sinned. And the moment that it happened, that sin passed from soul, from the father's soul to the son's soul, and from sin just passed along to every single person. You don't have to teach a child to steal and lie. I wish we did. It'd be a lot easier, right? Terrible twos come. Did you do that? No. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Right? You don't have to teach somebody to lie. You've got to teach them to do what's right. Why is that? Why is that? Why is it naturally? Why is it natural for us to sin? Oh, it's natural for us to sin because sin has entered into our soul. It's not a person. It's not a brain. The child is innocent. You never taught that child how to lie. His, if, if it was just the formation of the brain, you've never programmed that brain to lie or steal or cheat. It's in their soul. It's in the soul. Sin is in the soul. God has my soul. The souls belong to God. One day they will be judged, the Bible says. You know, the moment one is in Christ, 
Their soul was made alive. Sin hath passed from that soul to the gates of hell. Christ hath paid our payment and purchased our soul, redeemed us. And the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so he will remember our sin no more as the righteous judge of all the earth. Washed clean white as snow by the blood of the Lamb. That's what he does to a soul that comes to him. And every soul that cometh to Christ, the Bible says he will no, no wise cast out. And every soul that repenteth, the Bible says all the angels in glory stand up and shout. For a sinner hath come home. But a soul that rejects Christ, a soul that doesn't have the blood around the door like the Passover, the blood of Christ, oh, death is at the door and waiting and waiting for that time. And the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. But thank God you're saved today. You received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. His blood hath made you clean. And He took your place, amen, and gave you life. And you don't need to worry about anything. Because the Holy Spirit of God bears witness. I have peace today, not because I'm a good person. You follow me around, you're going to say, man, that pastor's messed up. Yeah, I'm messed up. I am messed up. I'm messed up. But it's within. A joy, the Bible told, or Jesus told the women at the well, when you drink of the water I give you, it shall be in you a well, a spring of living water flowing out. Flowing out of you. Life that you could never describe. If, as you hold a newborn baby, you say, this thing's alive. It's a new birth within you that you cannot describe. That's what Jesus does for you and me. I need a volunteer. Josh, come up here. You're looking right at me. Josh, come here, come here. You want to earn $20? Can you earn $20, Josh? All right, Josh, if you answer my questions, I will give you, now listen to my words, because if you go into the business world, world, there's contracts, okay? And you got to be very careful with wording, because words is what matters, and what's written down is what stands in court. Understand that? Yes. I will give you a $20 bill if you answer my questions. Do you agree? Yes. Ooh, man, you better be careful. All right, I'm going to make a business agreement with Josh here. Hold that. Everybody hear me okay? <clears throat> Josh, I got a $20 bill for you. Okay? Now, I need you to imagine some things. Okay? Pretend you're a little older. Say, 22 years old. You're married. You have a newborn baby. You've been working hard. We're hardly working, right? You've been working hard. And somebody's been watching you from another company. Somebody's been watching you. Pretend I'm that person watching you. You've been, you've been working hard. You've been giving it your all. Very talented and skilled. Okay? And strong. You got a six-pack under there? Six-pack of rolls. Somewhere in there, right? Okay, very strong, talented. And, you know, companies do that. They scout other good workers, and they'll steal them from other companies. 
Anybody's ever been stolen before from another company? Yeah. Yeah, it happens. It happens. So I'm, I'm that type of guy that's trying to steal you from another company. But I have to create, in order to seduce you, I've got to create a, a good package, a business package to sign the deal with you. How about, I'm going to start you off, Josh, with $125,000 a year. Oh, that's not all. It's not all. Full benefits. Full benefits. Full, full, full good medical coverage. 401k package. Vacation. Retirement. The whole nine yards. Starting at $125,000 a year. Now, salary. Okay? And this requires some overtime and on call. You realize that? Is that okay? Say yes. All right. Put some passion. You're a strong young man. You act like it. Say yes. Yes. All right. There we go. All right. In 10 years, if you fulfill the numbers that I place on you, fulfill that duty, I'm going to give you 100000 a year raise. You'll make two twenty-five a year after 10 years. Is that good? Yes. Good? Yes. All right. Good. 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 We're making, we're making some leeway. If you, if, you put, if you give me 20 years, 20 years, I'll give you another 100000 If you fulfill all my obligations, how's that sound? You'll be making three twenty-five a year. Sounds, sounds, sounds really good, good, right? Yeah. 30 years, I plan on you being the CEO of this company. How's that sound? That sounds, that sounds pretty good. good, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. All right. Let's break it down a little bit. Let's break it down. Hold on. Let me give Josh his money first. Twenty dollars. We agreed on it, right? Yes. Wait a minute. Twenty dollar bill, buddy. Wait. Hold on. Wait. Wait a minute. Is there a problem? It's not real. It's not real. Whoa. Who gave you the authority to say that's not real? Have you gone to college to study this bill out? You know, we see here money. We all could talk money. But if this was God, everybody accepts God. Oh, yeah, I go to church. I, 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 God is just God to people. But to, to, to have the God of the Bible, the true living God, I don't know. But when it comes money, yeah, we know what real money. Have you ever studied this bill out to, to, to make sure that's not real? Yeah. You spent time studying. How many years you spent studying that? You know, people will say, oh, let, let me study other religions to make sure, um, just to make sure. You don't need to st- study other religions. You're trying to be some religious person. I'm not a religious person. I'm a Bible-believing person. Amen. I just believe the truth. You want to believe the truth, huh? Yes. How do you know that's not real? First of all, it doesn't have two sides like a regular twenty dollar bill. Oh, so you know the real? Okay, okay. Well, you know we agreed on a twenty dollar bill, and this is a twenty dollar bill, right? Yeah, but. Now you could take me to court, or we could settle for a ten. Outside of court, we'll settle for a ten. Or you can answer some more questions, and I'll give you a twenty dollar bill. Welcome to the real world. 
Yes. Anybody's ever been gotten before? Yeah. Welcome to the real world. Okay, more questions. Take door number two. More questions. Josh, I'm going to give a little breakdown of reality. You have a man stalking you who sees your strength, who sees your potential. He sees his profit from your life. He's gonna, he has to seduce you with that package in order to, to buy you out. You'll never sell your soul, but you may just have done that. You've given him your life. You've given him your youngest years for $125,000, which he's going to multiply that in his own company. In 10 years, you're going to get a $100,000 raise. You know why? Because people know that in 10 years, men go through a little change to see all their hard work and efforts. They've kind of missed their children growing up. Their kids are about to hit teenage years, and they lost the precious years. And they've spent their time and energy. And by the time they come home, the kids, the, the wife, they just get the leftovers. They never knew the true strength of their father. They never knew, know the true strength and, and, and momentum that the dad has because what, what they know of their dad is a tired dad coming home from work. That's what they know of him. That's all they know of him. They know that he's not there because he's working hard, not diminishing hard work at all. I put a lot of hours in, I put a lot of time, put a lot of little effort, and when I come home, I'm tired. But this guy knows that. So I'm going to give you $100,000 to persuade you from leaving the company because I know you're going to make a mental change at that point when your kids are about to hit teenage years, and that's going to lock you in even more. After 10 more years, I know, I know this. Your kids are going to be grown up and out of the house, and because I'm going to be working you to death, you're going to be headed for a divorce in 20 years. Kids are the reason why you guys were staying together that whole time. That's it. They were the glue in your marriage. But now that they're gone, you and your wife really never got to know each other because you've been on call the whole time. Family events, yeah, you had a vacation. But I loaded you so much with work that even on your vacation, that's all you were thinking about. I purchased your soul. And in 20 years, I need to give you another $100,000 raise to defer you from all the divorce, and family troubles. And in 30 years, when all your youth is gone, all your strength is gone, the only hope you have left is to repeat the cycle that I've repeated. Over and over and over again. You still want the job? Oh, but we do. But we do when we sign a contract. We do. 125 a year with full benefits. Let's shake on it. But the soul belongs to God. And we said, we, oh God, you can't, have my, you can't have my life, but we'll certainly give it to somebody else. In a drop of a hat for something tangible that we can see. For anything that we can see and touch, we'll give up our soul for it. But the God who died on the cross for our sins, the God who breathed in man's nostrils the breath of life, the God who actually holds our soul in our, his hand. We don't want him to have it. The God who actually cares about our soul. The God who actually 
paid for our soul on the cross. We don't want him to have it. I owe you $20? You know, I spent some time on this. It's got that blue stripe that the $100 bill has. You see that? You know, I put a lot of heart in this too, Josh. And you better not say it's not real. You know, when it's God's things, we'll quickly, we don't care, we'll accept anything. As long as it has the word God on it, oh yeah, that's, I'm a spiritual person. I'm a religious person, as long as it's God. But is it authentic? Is it all, the authentic God of God's word? Here you go. Now you don't want this, do you? When, listen, when it comes to money, we don't, we don't want to be played like that. Where's our, where's our heart today? What shall it profit a man? You know, in the end of your life, I know it's going to require you everything. You're going to lose your kids. You're going to lose your youth. Because I'm going to, I'm going to wring it out dry in this company. I'm going to take all the energy you have. You're going to lose your wife. And if you don't, you'll never know her. For the money. Where's our lust today? Where's our heart today? What shall it profit a man? In the end, Josh, what do you have? What do you have in the end if, if you gained the whole company and became CEO of a multi-million dollar company with a, living in a large, empty mansion with no little voices running around, Daddy, Daddy's home. I love you. They're all gone. They don't answer your phone calls anymore. You try to be around for your wife, but she's, you never were around before. Why are you doing it now? She had planned her life as you planned yours. You didn't plan it together as a family. You didn't plan it and centered it around God. You planned your own life. You had your own dreams. The devil deceived you. You thought it was for your family. Oh, no, that was for your own lust to come up in the world and be bigger and better. And you left everything precious behind in order to obtain that. For what? And in the end, there you go, Josh. (laughs) In the end, what do you have? What is a man profited? Profit is measured what's left in the end. And what we give up for. I work. I work hard. Not for profit. Because I have to. (laughs) Amen? God wants me to work hard. He commands it. But I make sure I work with God. Man, we pray before we start. I ask God to help me. I ask God to get in there and, Lord, just take the curse off the ground. Try to put him first. And God said, you put him first. He'll add everything to you. I don't need a company executive to seduce me in, to take my soul, to take my life. 
God has my soul in his hands. My soul belongs to God. The Bible says, and we're going to close, Psalm 106, and we got a baptism. Psalm 106. Verse 13. 106, 13. Psalm 106, verse 13. The Bible says, They soon forgot God. They soon forgot His works. They waited not for His counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. And He gave them their requests. God gave them their requests. Just because you got it doesn't mean it's right for you. But in place of that, what's the Bible say? God sent leanness unto their soul. Leanness is a lack. Leanness is an emptiness. Leanness. God sent leanness. Has your soul ever been empty? Have you ever felt it crying out? You know, you can say, I'll never, I'll never eat again. You'll eat. I'm going on a diet. Yeah, that'll last a day, right? But if you say, you know what, I'm going to starve my soul. That'll happen. I'm going to put away God out of my life. Out of my mind, the Bible says, the fool have said in his heart, there is no God. It's a heart issue because you cannot deny your own soul. It's undeniable. It's who you are. It's why you're alive. It's the only reason you're thinking and breathing. And that soul, you can try to damper it as much as you want, but it cries out to its creator It cries out to Almighty God. It cries out longing to be fed by the Word of God. And God, in place of their lust and what they were chasing after in this world, God substituted it with leanness to their soul. What shall it profit a man? What's profited in the end? If you gain the whole entire world, but lose your own soul. Do you really have what you're working after? Is it really profit? God promises this. Our soul already belongs to Him. We're all sinners. But the moment one receives, the Bible says, the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, their soul becomes made alive. Life have entered in and death passed away from you. Blessings of God has come upon you and the wrath of God 
went away. Judgment is gone from off of you. And the peace of God, the Bible says, that passeth all hearts and minds now keeps you. The moment one soul comes to Christ. And as we live on this earth, what is your definition of profit? God questions here our definition of what profit is. For we can't take anything with us when we leave this world. So in the end, everything we work for is no profit at all. Unless it's done for Christ. Let's examine our hearts this morning and ask Christ to see where we're at. Would you give up God any further? Would you give up God any more past this point for what your definition of profit is? Or will you really reevaluate and give God your soul? Don't give it to anybody else. Give God your soul. Give God your heart. Love the Lord thy God with all thy soul, with all thy heart, with all thy mind. Let's pray. Lord, I pray, please. Lord, in Jesus' name, we need your help. We're people that live here in the flesh, but our soul cries for its creator. Lord, if there's anybody here that does not know Christ as their Lord and Savior, I ask you today, Lord, please, would you touch their heart and show them that you are real, Show them, Lord, that you are the God of heaven, the God who created all things. Show them their need of Christ. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'll convict their heart right now, Lord, as I say this. Lord, I pray that you would have your will and way with each one of us, Lord. Help us not to give up for what we think is profit, but, Lord, to commit our soul to the God of heaven who will never turn us away who will never let us down, who will never turn us over, Lord, but will keep and bless us till we see you face to face. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to ask a question today. If you would, hey, Pastor, I've never received Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I'm not sure if I died today that I'd go to heaven. If that's you, you've never received Christ into your heart. You've never received him. As your Lord and Savior, would you raise your hand? I want to pray for you. Anybody like that in this room? Amen. Let me ask this. Hey, Pastor, my definition of profit has been wrong. Sure, I have to work and sure, I have to live. But what my true investment, I've been investing wrong. I need to invest it more in Christ. I need to invest it more in Him. Because in the end, I will gain riches that I cannot lose. I will have more than what I put in when I get to heaven. Would you raise your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me that I will invest in Christ more in my life, in my soul, in my mind. I see the hands everywhere. Hands all around the room. God bless you. God bless you. Let's all stand if God spoke to your heart, you want to make that decision today to let God be your prophet. Let God be what you've been working for. Come down and pray.
the Old Testament priests, they didn't receive any land, the Bible says, any inheritance, for God was their inheritance. God was their inheritance, and it was enough for them. Is God enough for you? If he's not, you've never experienced the love of God. You've never experienced the fullness of your soul. You've never experienced the peace that God gives you even in the midst of a storm, in the midst of trials and blessings that money cannot buy. When you have God. Amen. We're going to have a baptism now. You may be seated.